Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ from Warehammers 11. Hope you're safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you may do it every time we put new content on. Today's video, as always, is brought to you by Untuck It. Check out in the description below for all your t-shirts, shirt, polo tops, jumper needs, all designed to be worn untucked, obviously the shirts particularly as well, and lots of different sizes. So even, even guys like me can get a shirt that fits them. Um, so check them out and show them some love. Today's guest, he's been a busy boy on the old YouTube recently, is Mr. Ben Glander. Hi, Ben. How are you, man? Yeah, for, uh, thank, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to come on. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming on as well. For those of you who don't know, Ben, Ben's gone quite late notice, so I appreciate Ben coming on. You know, We've been trying to get him for ages, so I just thought in the off chance, and it, it's all works. The, the stars have aligned, so that's all good. Yeah, it worked, it worked out. It worked out pretty, pretty nice, to be fair. Yeah. How are you, man? How's you in this sort of weird world? Yeah, pre. Oh no, no, we're going back into lockdown um, now. Yeah, well, as you know, it's been difficult for everyone, um, and I unfortunately was one of those people that got made redundant on the furlough scheme. Yeah. Um, and today, actually, I actually had to go to like an agency interview to hopefully uh, get a job. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm trying to do at the moment. And um, obviously, I started the West Ham channel sort of as like a project during lockdown, sort of to make yeah. up time because I create FIFA videos anyway. Mm. Um, so I thought, you know, I love talking West Ham. Um, so I thought, you know what, my dad, my dad always used to say to me, Ben, you should be a pundit or something when you grow up. You got like not a lot of knowledge about football. Used to be called Stato. Used to be a fo- uh, used to be a football referee back in the day. So I thought, you know what, I had the the equipment, had the webcam. So I just started uploading and talking about West Ham, and that's what I do. Try and do a couple of times a week at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I'm exactly the same. I started this because of the first lockdown. Right now we're going to lockdown 2.0. But, uh, you know, I say with you, just sort of more more of anything, just sort of to while the hours away a little bit, in it? Because you can only watch so much box sets and so much TV and stuff. So at least it gives me an opportunity to come and talk to people about West Ham. Obviously, then was different because obviously in the first lockdown, 
uh, we didn't have football for the first for 100 days. So everyone was getting nostalgic and talking about the old days. And hopefully it's, it's going to carry on through this second lockdown. So at least we have something to moan about every every, every week. Yeah. We love a moan, don't we, being a West Ham fan? It'll probably go quick, to be honest, with all the football. That's what dragged on last time when there was no yeah. football for like a couple of months. That's what all dragged on. Like, you know, there was nothing really to look forward to during the week or at weekends. Mm. Um, so at least, hopefully, um, well, they call it obviously elite football. We'll we'll carry on for during it. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And you're you're right. It's because then we had that sort of deluge of football, didn't we? When they tried to make from restart, so you had like ninety odd games in the space of about four yeah. weeks, weren't it? So it was like four games every week, and at least it's a little bit a little bit less sort of because I, I got a little bit full to be honest. Of yeah, all the football. Was, like, as soon as you finished one game, yeah, much the next one was starting like a day later. So yeah. And you sort of missed them, you know. So I missed the like, forget you know, a day and I look at my phone, and there's been three Premier League games already. And you're like, how did that happen? But uh, and all the silly, silly times as well, like you know, like six o'clock kickoffs and stuff like that. I just did my brain in. Oh, yeah, silly, silly times. Do you do you listen to it with the with this crowd noise on or the crowd noise oh, off when you watch the, the crowd noise on? I feel like I feel like um, I just, I just feel like you have to have the noise on. Mm. Um, I like. Now I don't even notice that the fans ain't there. Obviously, a lot of yeah. teams will have like they'll cover the, the seats and whatnot. But now I don't even I don't even think about the fans. Literally, like with the audio, with the music, I'm I'm, I'm sort of I'm used to it now. Like it's probably yeah. been weird seeing fans back in the back in. Um, yeah, totally. So yeah, I'm I'm totally f- fine with it and cool with it at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It's 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 surprise. It always surprises me how quickly people adjust to things and how quickly everyone's adjusted to watching football on telly. You know, yeah. for people who maybe been going every home game for like fifty, sixty years, for the last sort of dozen games they've been watching it on telly, and they just sort of have to do it. There's nothing you can do about it, is it? So it's like uh, just got to sit there. But at least you get a decent view. You haven't got to, you know squash yourself yeah, onto exactly. the train at Stratford or anything like that. So it's not too bad. At least you're in the safe comfort of your own home rather than. You know, loads of people coughing or whatever all over the place. So it's not, it's not too bad, not too bad. But yeah, no, it isn't. Uh, you know, we've had we've had our rough our rough spell of games out of the way now. So it's, it's all plain yeah. sailing now, isn't it? Yeah, plain sailing. Well, Three points to get for them. No worries. Next uh, next month we've got some winnable fixtures. So hopefully we can actually kick on because we know we know what West Ham are like. We've yeah. done well. We'll end up losing against Fulham, Sheffield United, and Aston Villa. I think it is. That's what, yeah. <laughs> and then we're back to in a relegation battle. So hopefully. We've turned the corner and uh, we'll start yeah. beating teams that we should or picking up points we should really be picking up points in. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, it's it's nice. You, I mean, you know, it is West Ham. You know, when the fixtures came out and there was like, oh god, the first seven, I go, oh god, we're not going to pick up any points till Fulham. You don't go, it's West Ham. You know, they're going to just like when when the chips are down like that, they always turn up. And uh, but the adverse thing is the the, the sort of the games where we are going to be favourites. So Fulham will be favourites, and it's probably Sheffield United will be favourites, and for Villa will probably I think well Villa Villa you know Champions League Villa at the moment. Um, yeah, but still they're still been playing well, and I think you know it's going to be we that's when we struggle. But who knows? As you said, hopefully I just think that this is a different West Ham now. Yeah. It's a bit different, you know. It just seemed to have more of a. I don't know what the word is more workmanlike. Is that the right word? There's less less fancy Dan's in there now. Do you know what I mean? It's more like guys who are going to play for the badge, and that's what we really want to be at West Ham team. Is ones you know, it's not our fault. You're not your fault if you know you're not technically good enough. 
it, you know, it's not your fault you've been put in this position. But as long as you play, as long as you go for it, and you 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 know you run your heart out, you can't really ask anything more of you. And it seems to be the type of players that he's bringing in will seem to be putting shifts in. So yeah, we'll see. I like to listen. I, I like to listen to the the crowd noise off of the away games. Obviously, I'm there at the home games, but the away yeah. games because I like hearing players swear firstly and but secondly just because i'm like a little schoolboy sometimes but yeah. i like hearing the who who's the, like the the dominant voices on the pitch the um, yeah. yeah so like oggy shouts loads and deck yeah. shouts loads as you imagine but the bench listen to like moisey and alan irvine and and, and nolan and, and Piercy all just like literally shouting all the time it's there's a lot of noise coming from our bench and i like that i like it it's yeah. just something about the team and the setup at the moment. I just think it's there's something good coming on. I just hope they, you know, just as you said, I hope the results, you know, carry on because yeah, I don't want to be I don't want to be in another situation like we were last year. No. I'll take tenth. I'll uh, take a boring tenth. I would take tenth, even eleventh or twelfth. Just yeah. some, something just a boring season where almost sort of consolidation season. Just yes. a boring season, you know, having not having to worry about relegation come January or February, mm. just a boring season. Twelfth, eleventh, you know. Yeah, tenth, <laughs> I think would be fantastic. Um, you know, just a couple of seasons of stability. That's what we need. Yeah, I want a couple of seasons of stability. A couple of seasons where, come January, come before you know, obviously the FA Cup starts in January. We have a decent, decent go at the champ, yeah. at the FA Cup. You know, the, the Carabao is. We're never going to do well in the Carabao because it starts too early. And we and we want you know it's, unless you're unless you've got a squad to Man City's standards or Liverpool standards. I mean, to be honest, Liverpool's looking a bit broken, but to Man City standards and Chelsea standards, you ain't going to put a team out a decent. You ain't going to progress in the Carabao because it starts so early. Um, come January, you know near or thereabouts how your season's going to pan out. Whether it's going to be a yeah, mid-table, exactly. whether you're going to you know maybe struggle. If you're down the bottom, you're never going to. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I could do with a couple of those boring Allardyce purposely yeah. seasons now. We need that. We need that just for like, our hearts, really. I, I, I don't <laughs> think my, my blood pressure can go one season. You know, we're going to finish tenth. The next season, we're two or three points from relegation. Yeah. I just think my heart rate to be at a, a consistent <laughs> beat per minute for a, for a year, and not. Yeah. Is that, is that too much to ask really you know what i mean it's is that too much to ask? but but it's true also you know i mean it's one of those things where when you look at the i mean when you look at the first 11 i always think you know that's why this season everyone's like worried about our, you look at our first 11 it's a good team we've got a yeah. good team that first 11 is a good we know we know we're a bit you know weak after the first 11 goes but as long as people don't get injured and then obviously antonio, antonio gets injured and buggers up i can Complete game plan, but uh, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna back Haller to score brace on Saturday. I tell you, I think he's gonna. Uh, he'll, he'll do. I hope so. I hope he does. Because there's a player in there. There yeah. is a player. We know there's a player in there. He's just. I just think yeah. Like Saturday was the wrong uh, wrong formation for him, and you know, round was it round peg square hole or, or vice versa, whatever it is, and. and um, it's it's a frustrating thing because you can see there's a player in there, and when he has a when he has support, it works. But hey ho, we'll see what happens. That's the joy of being a West Ham fan. Anything can happen. Every day is a different story, isn't it? That's why you know I feel sorry. I mean, you're a YouTuber as well. I mean, I feel sorry for people who are I don't know Southampton 
YouTubers. What do they talk about? Seriously, it's like well, there's <laughs> nothing going on over there. Leicester as well. Yeah, like you know these sort of Burn or Burnley, you know Burnley. They're going to take the takeover bid, but you know, like there's not much for them to talk about, is there? We've got like soap operas every day, and I love it. I love it. If it's not something's coming out in the media, one of our players has got injured. Someone's yeah. had a car accident. Someone's done something else. Yeah. yeah like our, our, our club just never fails to have some kind of drama revolved around it at any given moment. Like, nah. it's just one of those, just one of those clubs that always has something going on. Yeah. And it's always interesting. And it's the same as the team, isn't it? You know, you know, that team's going to turn up three or four times a season against the big boys. And, but you don't know what game it's going to be. So you've got to watch every game. And yeah, you get a few nil-nil boring, no goals or no shots on target. And then you'll get the, the Tottenham game. Or then you'll get, you know, then we play Leicester City off the park. And, you know, and that's why I love West Ham. Because it's just like, it's just, it, it's entertaining. It's always been the way. Always been the way. And that's why I love it. You know, you look at, God, back in, not back in the day, I'm not that old. But, you know, we've like Man United, we'd always end up them losing the title because of us. And, you know, and, oh, it's yeah. Love it, love it, and and I can't wait for people to get back because I hate it. Let's get the ground at the moment. It's so quiet. It's it's horrible. Um, so much so that I have to put like one of the live streams on in the background just so I've got something. Yeah. Some, you know, although they're about a minute behind me, um, and so I piss off, you know, Tom and Tom and Charlie at Hammers Chat, whatever, because I'm like saying <laughs> goal, but I won't say who scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like them going, oh, it's, it's been a goal on the stadium, but for who, Russ? And it's like, you know, just to piss them off a little bit. Oh, substitution, and just leave it. That's what, my, minute. That's what my dad's like. Uh, before, like, obviously, if West, we've got to watch West Ham on stream, he's yeah. like, well, Ben, make sure your phone's turned off. And I want you, like, you know, no yeah. phone notification coming up that we've scored or we're losing. Um, because I think it was the man, yeah, it was the Man City game. Uh, I went to the toilet and I, I paused the, I paused the, the, yeah. the channel. So obviously, when when we're watching it, I haven't put it back in real time. I haven't mm. put it back in real time. Pops up on my phone that we've gone one nil up and Antonio scores. I'm like, hold on a second, like we're winning one nil. Apparently, turns out I didn't put it back in real time. It was actually three minutes behind. So wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It is funny. No, I do love it. That no, it's good fun, boy. I like the. Uh... Yeah, we did the podcast with them the other day, actually, for their their Patreon stuff. It's good fun. Good Charlie and Tom, big fans of them. Um, and everybody, everyone else, you know, and Stell at the Irons, because yeah. I know they get the up now. Stell and Ann on the Irons United and Nikki Amers Jack, you know, West Ham Fan TV and Baz. We love them all and everyone loves each other, which is great. Um, so, Ben, the first question I always ask everyone, and we're only 13 minutes in, so that's not too bad for me for once. Um, actually, that's really bad for me for once. It's usually about five minutes in. Anyway, um, the first question I always ask, Ben, is we spoke about West Ham a lot. Obviously, you do the YouTube stuff about West Ham. But why are you a West Ham fan? I know your dad's a West Ham fan, so I can imagine there's some parental pressure. But but why why West Ham? Why is that your club? Um, yeah, so firstly, obviously, my dad, he, he sort of drummed it into me from an early age. He was actually born like 10 minutes away from the ground, like in cool. East Ham. So I could just like sort of like early childhood memories um, would be going to my nan's. Uh, she'd always used to feed me like a flake ice cream. We'd have lunch around there. And in about quarter past two, we'd take a 15, 20 minute walk. It was uh, down, obviously, the high street, the main road to the ground. And um, I, I remember when I was seven, probably my earliest memory as a West Ham fan. I think we played Sheffield Wednesday, my dad my dad says. At half time, I was just like asleep. I was bored. I wanted to go home, didn't like it. And he said at that point, he was like, oh, I don't know if you know Ben's going to be involved in football, like wants to come watch football. 
But it was only like a year or two later, then obviously he was already a season ticket holder. And um, yeah, I was I was season ticket holder and I was a season ticket holder for about seven or eight years before we had like yeah. a year break. But yeah, that's um, why I was West Ham, you know, like the away games. My dad used to go to all the away games. And then uh, as soon as I used to go to the away games, like literally that's where my love for West Ham sort of like went from here to here. Because yeah. I feel like the home games, yes, you know, like they're they they're good, but I just feel like away games are just another level yeah. of do you know what I mean. But yeah, that that's why I support West Ham is because because my dad uh, just living ten or fifteen minutes down the road, and he he drummed it into me. He was like West Ham, no one else. <laughs> and yeah. that was that is. It is true. It's like my daughter's eight, and although she's not really into football, she supports West Ham, and she likes wearing the shirt, and she you know, and we only live about we live in all church, really, by the way. 10 minutes away from Rush Green so we can go and watch the girls when we used to be able to. Actually, they're at Dagenham Redbridge now, but um, we'd go and watch them quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, there's no other choice. You know, she's got no choice, bless her, um, which is great. And so, uh, so, but she knows that. And I I had no choice. And, you know, both sides of my family both supported West Ham. So, again, you had no choice. There was once, I think once, there was a potential, I had a potential transfer to Liverpool. But when I was first sort of getting into, you know, I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Because, but then, but then, no, there was never going to be a club. It was literally like a 30 second thing I thought about, but no, they never changed. And, 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 you know, and in hindsight, look where we are now, you know, yeah. what, what could have been, you know, if I was a Liverpool fan, you know, a couple of Premier League titles, FA Cups, I Champions had a Leagues. Um, when I was younger, I think I come from a, a home game uh with my dad and my, uh, i said to my dad i was like why do we support west ham we're rubbish like why don't we yeah. oh, i said why don't we support real madrid or something like that he was like you can support whoever you want son but i will not i will not be taking you <laughs> he was like you want to support liverpool you can support liverpool but you will never i will never take you so yeah i had no choice uh-huh. then I, I loved going to all the football matches the, yeah so yeah um, you literally had no choice if you wanted to go and watch the game, isn't it? So yeah. like, oh, I love it. No, it, 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 it's but it's, it's that's what it's all about, isn't it? I mean, it's not about the games, you know. It's not about the football because if it is, we've we've backed the wrong horse. But it's it's about the family. It's about going with your dad. It's about yeah. who you sit with. If you're seasoned to get older, sitting with the same people. It's going out for that beer or going on the boats or going to the supporters club and. That's what that's what that's that's the that's the sad thing at the moment is yeah. no one can do that at the moment and and that even even more so from Thursday onwards but um, that's what I think that people miss more is that together but but to be fair I said people have adapted to it you know I said my my daughter's she's eight she's taught my mother in law how to do FaceTime and WhatsApp and things like that and you know you have Zoom parties and watch along parties and all that type of stuff I think people have adapted quite well to it. it to be honest, even through Twitter and Facebook and all the different groups. It's nice, isn't it? It's nice yeah. that the West Ham community is still there, even if it's virtually. Um, and you can see when people are struggling and stuff like that, everyone's, you know, jumping on board, message support, you know, FaceTime calls and stuff like that. They're just a night. I mean, West Ham fans are different class. They really are compared to everyone else. And you get that because on this channel, I get messages from Liverpool fans, Arsenal fans, West yeah. Tottenham fans, Chelsea fans, all saying, look, I watch the show. I love the show. I love the guests you get. I love the players. I love the, love the fans. I'm not a West Ham fan, but I love watching, listening to football because you guys are a different type of, and I think we are, we are a different group of a breed of fan, aren't we? We're not yeah. like, 
not like a Chelsea fan or like a Liverpool fan or, you know, a Man United fan. You know, they're used to winning. They're used yeah. to winning stuff and we sort of hardened, but we still have this sort of undenying allegiance to the club, despite the fact we moan about it all the time. Whoever the regime is, whoever the manager is, whoever's the 11, we've always got something to moan about. But then we know on Monday morning we start get excited for the weekend again, don't we? I just feel like, like other fans just know that, you know, there's other clubs in the Premier League like Newcastle, like no matter the situation, yeah. like, West Ham could be bottom of the league in December. If West Ham were able to get fans in, that that ground would be full, that away end would be full. Yeah. And I feel like there's clubs like Newcastle, West Ham, who, you know, are similar in the sense that we're yeah. just passionate fans, no matter how like, we could be in the championship. If we, if there was an allocation of 6,000, Right in an, in a way, and mm. bet you my life that West Ham would fill it. Yeah, and that's just what you know the kind of fans we are. We 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 love our football club. Yeah, it's true. It's true, and 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 because of that, you get this incredible diversity of fans all across the world. We've had, you know we've interviewed lots of different fans all over the world, and and they follow it because of that sort of passion. And and when you, when you talk to all the ex players, you know they're the same. They. You know, I haven't spoken to a ex player probably about 35, I want to say, on the channel so far. Not one of them has criticized the fans, or not, yeah. not mentioned the fans as one of the reasons why they they love the club so much. Yeah. And uh, you see how the some, you know, some of the ex players, you know, interact with people on Twitter, you know, good old Trev and, and Bishop and, and, Pete and people like that. They interact with the Fat West Ham fans because it, it meant something to them. And, uh, I mean, even like, you know, I know for the, obviously the, no one's been at the, at the stadium, uh, well, apart from a few of us, but obviously they put all the legends around the outside of the stadium. And, uh, you know, I, I took a picture of one, of, of Trev's one and um, of Sinclair's one and Bishop's one. I sent it to them on on, a, on Twitter and I said, look, look. And they were like so like taken back. It was just incredible, like how, how honoured they were to be like, have a picture of them. You know, it's really bizarre. You don't think of it like that. You think of, you know, it's all like quite blase. But they were so, so thankful that they'd had their picture on the. Yeah. It's very strange, but it just shows the impact of the team uh, they have on, the, on their careers and their and their life. So, um, no, it's brilliant, man. I love it. Right, okie dokie, Ben. Let's talk about your Hammers Eleven. Point the whole bloody channel, really. But um, the idea is everyone we have on this on the on the channel. Um, gives their hammers 11. So the only rule is, and that's quite lucky because you mentioned it, is you have to be alive to a scene on play. That's the only rule. So otherwise, if not, most people would probably pick Bobby Moore and Kevin Brookin. But I wasn't around to see them. You weren't around to see them. The old man probably might have been, but we weren't. So they shouldn't really be in our 11. You know, because yeah. all we have to include them is is memories from your dad, from yesteryear, from, from YouTube. So, you know, we're... People might put Bobby Moore. I was around to see Mar- Javier Margas, for example. You know what I mean? That's, that's that's my reference point, sadly. Um, but you can play whatever formation. I'm not fussed. Whatever criteria. It doesn't have to be the best players. It could be the worst players. It could be your favourite players. Your cult hero. Whatever, Ben. As long as they're your players, that's all we have to do. So, nice so um, we're, going, we're going for a 4 2 3 1. Oh, God. Technical. Yeah, we're going, oh, for, the, yeah. We're going for like a traditional modern day formation okay. and, um, the goalkeeper uh, yep. for me is going to be rob green um yeah obviously i feel like probably the years i was growing up i was probably like 16 15 wow. 16 at the time you know yeah the performances away at arsenal 
Manchester United on the last last day of the season when Tevez scored to keep us up. Mm. Um, you know, he was England number one at that at that point, and yeah. I just feel like before maybe Fabianski, he's probably the only goalkeeper we've had in like my lifetime who's actually provided a, a, a quite a few years of stability in goal. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know, we've always had goalkeepers that are around like a year. You know, I know obviously you've got like honourable mentions like David James. Yeah. Like Rob Green, yeah, you know, I I actually had an England top. I remember I was a goalkeeper at one point. I, would, I actually changed from an outfield player to be a goalkeeper because I was pretty good in goal. And mm. I had an England top with um, Green on the back. Um, so, yeah, that was maybe a little bit biased. But, yeah, for me, Rob Green, for the goalkeeper, just for the reasons I mentioned, you know, some yeah. of the memories he, he gave, or Arsenal away, some of those mm. saves, yeah, unreal. Well, that, that Arsenal game, we had... Um... We had Jimmy on the channel a few weeks ago. We were talking about it, and he actually put in his own 11, in Jimmy Walker's own Hammers 11, he didn't pick himself. He put Rob Green in goal, um, which I thought was funny. But um, he was saying that that Arsenal game, he was like, Green was on another level, really. He was at the Friday before, because he said, he said, actually, Green technically wasn't the best goalkeeper he played with at West Ham. It was Roy Carroll. And yeah. so he, but Green was just, his work ethic was phenomenal. And so much so that they'd trained. And I think they'd gone back in. I think Green, I think Jimmy and Roy had had something to eat. They had a shower. They yeah. were, and then they were about to leave. And Green was still out on the training ground with Ludo doing one-on-ones. And literally, that Arsenal game was about 10, 15 one on ones, I think it was. Yeah. And he took, so it just shows you the man. And um, yeah, he's brilliant. And, he was, and I like him because he doesn't take himself too seriously. Do you know what I mean? Football's so, so, it's too serious nowadays. I don't like it. You know, everyone's so social media. You know, it's like, oh, you know, it's like so, like, it just, it, it winds me up. You know, but he takes the piss out of himself. Did you, you see know, his, his haircut? His mobile. Yeah, shameless. Yeah, his shameless yeah. haircut. Yeah. Well, that's what I like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he used to have England number six stitching his gloves and stuff, and used to go England number six, you know, I love all that because it's entertainment. It's football, isn't it? We want to be entertained. Yes, we want to win, but we know we're not going to win every game. Yeah. But we just want to be entertained and, 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 and you know, spend our, get our season to get money or our admission for away games or whatever, and feel like, you know, we've, we've had a laugh as well. And football's a laugh. It should be a laugh. And he's good. And the fact that he still takes the mickey out of, you know, the fact he's still. He puts the Chelsea, um, you know, European Cup in his bio and his picture. I just love him. Absolutely love the man. It's a bit like Peter Crouch, you know what yeah. I mean? That type of just nice bloke. Like, and, and, and Jimmy as well, you know, that type of player. Right, okay. So we'll play four at the back then, Ben. Okay, who's going to be left back then? Well, you know, we, we haven't really been blessed with, in my ear anyway, full-back options. Um, but, you know, he's, he's out of position now. He doesn't actually play left back anymore. He, you know, it's going to be Aaron Cresswell. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, that that is mainly, you know, because we don't have that, we haven't really been blessed with many options in fullback years. We all no. know West Ham fans, you know, like fullback hasn't really been addressed, you know, for many, no. many years. Um, but I do think those first couple of seasons that he come from the championship from Ipswich, um, he was absolutely unbelievable. He's mm. actually backed his game because obviously maybe that injury that he had, yeah. Um, and obviously lost maybe a yard of pace, lost that confidence um, that he could go and beat a man and put a cross in. Now he's sort of transitioned into a more of a left-sided centre-back. And since he's been that left-sided centre-back, he's been unreal. Um, but yeah, for me, I probably would have to go to Aaron Cresswell. Yeah, Aaron Cresswell. 
Yeah, sounds good. And you're you're right. He's um, you know he's had this sort of renaissance really now, isn't he? And the last and the last time Moisey was in as well, he had a renaissance because yeah. he played in back three. He's like quite bloody obvious. That's that's the way they play him. But um, no, yeah, I think he's. I just I, I like him. I just think he's really good. I've always yeah. liked him. Always rated him as a player. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. So we'll put Aaron in. I mean, he's been around for a while as well. Yeah. You know, he's not plays that. That's, that's around what I'm to sort of include. I know we've had like Wayne Bridge, who might have been. Yeah. Ten- a better player than Cresswell, but I'm also trying to think of longevity and, and all that kind of all that yeah. kind of no, exactly right. Okay, put Aaron in. Let's go, let's go right back. Go on, let's go the other side. I'm gonna go for Lucas Neal. Yes, I think, good um, again at the time we were a club that was struggling. Um, and he came in, was captain under Kirbishley, and um I think he just sort of gave the place what we needed. We needed a leader, we needed someone, you know who just, just to lead, you know, just to be a sort of a presence in the dressing room. And for me, whilst, yes, he wasn't the most blessed going forward, he was good ga- defensively. He was good mm. defensively, maybe not blessed going forward. But obviously back then, the game was a lot different to what it was now, what it is now. And fullbacks weren't, you know, the one of the major impositions on a football pitch, where now, you know, a lot of the best teams in the world, Liverpool, Bayern Munich, all those teams have got um, ones of the best fullbacks you can get so yeah, yeah. for me it would have to be lucas nil just because obviously um the pres- presence he would have had you know he come in at a time that was a you know it was tough and you know we sort of stabilized with him when he was captain yeah and i think with lucas nil as well i mean we've had um we have had anton anton and a few others like of his time um and they speak of what you know what a great captain he was like a club captain like a team captain and I can totally see that, you know, he's, he was quite brash. He was quite, you know, being Australian, he had quite a, a sort of a, a domineering voice. Um, but he was brilliant, apparently, you know, as a man, as a captain, he would, he sort of made sure that people, when they when we won games, it wasn't a lot during that time, because it was a great escape yeah. and stuff. But when we won games, um, part of the win bonus, he'd go around everyone and take their money and, and distribute it to like the tea lady and the groundsman and the boot boys and the kit men. Because, you know, just because if they were doing what they were doing at their minimum wage, whatever they were on, just think what they could be doing if they were earning a little bit more if we yeah. were you know so yeah stuff like that i just think it's it's great and that's what that's all the insight we get into the interviewing players is, is that type of story which you never would hear otherwise yeah. no one would mention that and it's not really like newsworthy for a book or in a sun or whatever like that so no top bloke and i think um we've done all right with those sort of captains haven't we i mean you've got yeah. lucas neil like kevin nolan i think was a great captain for us and uh, i think mark's a great club captain for us now as well so um, captain's not using an issue um, for us. Um, Leave us goalkeeper, really, really. But you said fullbacks usually are, unfortunately. Although I have full, full faith in in, in Sufau or Kufau. Um, no one's really sort of find, found out how to pronounce it properly. No, I get on my videos, I always get then it's Sufau, it's Kufau, it's Sukek. It's just, yeah. Yeah. When it comes to Sukek, so it should be Kufau yeah. rather than. Because he's the first three letters are spelled the same, isn't it? So C O C O U rather than S O. It's like what was it? Um, they keep calling or Suchek something on telly. It's like Sochek or something like that, and it's large. Oh, yeah. It's like it's, it's not hard. Just ask the man. That, that's what that's what we have to do at the games. We have to go and ask the press officer at Burnley or Wolves or whatever. How do you pronounce this player's name? That's all you have to do. It's not hard. Anyway, um, centre half. Then who's your first centre half? Then James Collins. 
James Collins, Mr. GP. Um, and I think, you know, firstly, when I was growing up, I was mainly a defender. And, yeah. you know, if I, w- if I was ever going to envisage myself as a professional footballer, <laughs> I feel like I would have come out like James Collins. I've always been someone, you know, wears their heart on their sleeve, very passionate, um, you know, puts their head on the line, would bleed for the club. And I just exactly. think it was obviously an absolute shame the way, you know, the club sort of treated him um, and the way he went out because he deserved a much better sending off than in what he he, what yep. he got. And I actually saw, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, I went for a walk and um, it was on my Twitter timeline. And, you know, it was a video, I think it might have been Marsha who tweeted it out. It was um, at the end of the Leicester game, I think, when Noble scored that fantastic volley. It was the year, obviously, Ginger Pele left and uh, yeah. all the fans are singing sign, sign him up sign him up Ginger Pele and I could just think like literally like you know goose pump goosebumps on my arms yeah he, he, he loved West Ham you know considering you know he had no affiliation with West Ham he's 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 Welsh you know he had no real you know no affiliation with West Ham in regards to supporting him as a boy or anything like that but he come into the club as you said like talking about earlier like he loved the club because of the fans. He got into, like, understood the club's culture. Mm. And for me, I think everything he was as a player, yes, he, you know, was he the greatest defender? No, but, you know, you knew he would die, would walk, would run through brick walls for the team. And if he did get skinned by a striker, you know, it wasn't through the lack of trying. It was just the striker was better than him on the day. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, for me, James Collins, 100%. Yeah, I know what you mean about, about the way he left and, I just think it's indicative of modern football, unfortunately. Now, the whole sort of nostalgic, sentimental side has been taken away. Um, It's always happened with us. I mean, you look, you've got, was it Billy Bonds is on 699 or 79? You know, he's on 99. Steve Potts was on 9, like 499 or something. You know, it's always sentimental sort of nostalgic view, which which we think as fans is, is lost in the game. And it has been for a while, but... I've, I think it's, and I've said it before on the channel, I, I think when we all get back into the stadium, whenever that may be, sometime next year, I'd imagine, maybe next season, who knows. But it's a it's a, it's a bit of an own goal, I think, open goal rather for the club to get GP back on, you know, with in the shirt, like half-time, like little video montage. And it's easy, isn't it? Yeah. It's an easy one. Easy one. He, he's opened the door to it. He said it yeah. on his Instagram post, didn't he? That, you know, and hopefully we'll get him on soon. He's a bit of a, you know, he's a busy man at the moment. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a bit of an own goal for, for it to get them on. And, and as I said, and no one would begrudge him coming on the pitch, you know, and 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 sort of saying goodbye one time properly, really. Yeah. Um, That's what right, okay. Done. Exactly. So we'll put GP in. Who's he going to partner in the middle then, Ben? Ogbonna. Oggy. Yeah. Um, again, he's been at the club since 2015. So, he, you know, just sort of, wow. um, you know, sort of durability. Mm. Um, he's been one of those players, you know, obviously fantastic first season. He's had a couple of, you know, inconsistent seasons where he'd be good one season, not so good the next season. Yeah. Probably not due to him, but probably just the team as a whole, you know. Um, but I just think these past 18 months um, under Pellegrini, under Moyes especially, Mm. he's been fantastic. He really has. He, you know, he, again, another player that I feel like has sort of understood, you know, us as fans, understood the club, understand what it means to play for West Ham, not just from, you know, you just, it's, it's as long as you work hard, do you know what I mean? And for me, yeah. for me, Ogbonna, Ogbonna, definitely. 
Yeah, and I think, and I think with Oggy, it's he's always been. I mean, obviously we've had this sort of, you know, <clears throat> two out of three in the centre backs in modern time. You know, last few years. So you've had Diop, Balbuena, and Oggy, and he's been the consistent one, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, because obviously Balbuena came in and was brilliant, and then fell off the ball, and then Diop came in and was really good. Oggy's always been that constant, isn't he? And uh, obviously getting back into the Italian squad more often. Um, he and he's a real, you know, that's, he's one of the ones that you can hear quite a lot on the rate on the on the on the TV when when uh, when you've got you've got the sound about the crowd noise like talking. He talks a lot. He's a real leader, and I just think he's a nice and he's a nice bloke. And obviously, was he second just last year to Hammer of the Year? I mean, he's always gonna be dank. We know he's gonna be dank, but to come second, that weren't too bad to Declan Rice that year. Um, but uh, we'll put Oggy in. Okay, so we're playing four, two, three, one. Okay, so let's play. Let's talk about the two in that four, two. Um, who's your first one of those two then, Ben? Scott Parker. Scott um, Parker. Now, um, for me, again, growing up, you know, he was probably around the age I was, you know, like yes. um, yeah. 17, 18. He, you know, he had those very good consistent years, you know, three hammer the years, playing regular mm. for England. Um, and it, again, he was just one of those players who, again, would just give 100%, would fly into challenges on the edge of the box if a shot was coming in, would probably travel the most distance on the pitch, loved the fans, you know, the fans at the time loved him. And obviously, I know, I understand now, it's like 50-50 kind of thing. Um, for me, you know, I still love him. I, I've got no, you know, I've got no issue with him joining Tottenham. The way I see it is, is that, you know, he 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 gave three or four solid years, yeah. like, for, for West Ham Tottenham wanted him yes you know we don't want our players joining Tottenham at the end of the day he joined a better team at the time but you know yeah. a team that was in the Champions League um, and he played regular for Tottenham it's not like he's moved and he's on the bench he's played regular for Tottenham he was playing regular for England so as a career wise you can't blame him because 90 yeah. unless you support West Ham right unless you support West Ham you've got that I said that affiliation maybe as a boy 99% mm. pros are going to take that career choice um, you know, and um, yeah, for me, yeah, Scott Parker again. You know, I've actually, I actually play in that role now, like as a, you know, as a player. So for me, I'm again, I love sliding challenges. I love being aggressive, you know, getting in yeah. people's faces, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, for me, Scott Parker. Yeah, I mean, and you're, you're right. He's, you know, and and that's that's one thing that really winds me up. Um, every time someone talks about Scott Parker, it really wound up about when people don't rate the man you know we 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 put onto a pedestal people who have played a lot less games than him and have given a lot less effort than him yeah. um he you know he won hammer of the year three years in a row go back and look who else has won that the hammer of the year that much you're talking about bobby moore you're talking about you know dixie you're talking about brooklyn you're talking about the the greats the billy bonzies you know and so he he was he was you know when you talk about players you want to put 100 in play for the shirt da, 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 da. he did that 90 minutes every game he even and, won the pfa is it the pfa party year we won the yeah, party yeah. year and yeah. you know a team that got relegated that year yeah for you know, a player to get that over people you know adding that we all know goal score football matches and you know ballon d'ors player of the years all players that score goals yeah for, for a midfielder to win such a an award, an individual award for a team that's been relegated, I think speaks volumes of the quality that he had and yeah. obviously the work rate and the effort that he put in. 
totally and and you know i i remember seeing him crawl off the pitch absolutely yep. crawl off the pitch he'd put so and even when he was leaving even when he was leaving i think that the day before the game before he played against watford away and scored and you know and it's like you know he's just it, we, we talk we want these players and then when we do just because they've left to improve their career and not play in the championship for us when he just broke into England squad when his dad in his deathbed he'd say play for Tottenham when he didn't want to move his kids out of school but didn't want to take a pay cut it's like well what would we do if you're you know if you're in a job and and they go right yeah here we go. you can do the same job but we're gonna take a 20 percent pay cut what no I'm right I'll go I'll go and work for a rival yeah. you know it's like well, it's the same thing like again yeah. it's what we were saying about Ginge is that nostalgic view of football, isn't it? And it is a career to some people. And as you said, if they weren't a West Ham fan, then that's what they would do. If they were a West Ham fan, the chances are they wouldn't have gone to Tottenham. But how yeah. many players have we got that, you know, we've come through the do- doors in recent years that are West Ham fans? Yeah. Maybe two or three. Yeah. Um, right, so we put Scott Parker in. Who else is going to be in that two then, Ben? Well, it was tossed up between two people, uh, Noble and Declan Rice. Yep. Um just because of the quality of the player, I'm going to go Declan Rice, just yep. because of sheer quality. Um, obviously, just an honourable mention for Noble. As I said, we'll talk about it. He's a West Ham boy through and through. Yeah. lived the dream of every childhood West Ham fan growing up. You know, done it, played all these games, been there when we've been promoted, been there when we've been promoted, stuck through the club. There was a time where apparently he was supposed to go Fulham or something because he weren't wanted a long time ago. But, you know, he, he was still here. Um, but, yeah, I just think Declan Rice, for me, you know, I feel like uh, under Moyes especially, we're seeing, you know, a, a completely different player to what maybe a Declan Rice we saw under Pellegrini. I feel like, yeah. you know, Declan Rice has now got the – he had the ability, but it's just sort of having the confidence and the team around him to go and do, you know, support attacks, to, you know, have long shots. Because apparently, you know, Declan Rice has got one of the best long-range shots in the club, you know. Um, so they wanted, they wanted to utilise it. Yeah. And I just feel like he's got now he's got the platform along with Thomas Sukek next to him to sort of push on to that next level. Yes, Definitely. he might he might leave. We we know it's probably inviable that he will eventually leave, you know, the football club. But I just again, since he's been in this first team, he has been the the standout performer. And you could probably count mm. on one hand or, you know, the amount of bad games, you know, he, he has had as a as a player. For someone so young, and also now he's an England regular, you know. He, yeah. He's got over. He's got twelve appearances for England already. You know, he's he's, yeah. he's twenty one years. He's twenty one years of age. It's crazy. Yeah, for me, Declan Rice. It is, and also, you know, for yeah, it's hundred hundred games, hundred Premier League games he's played for us now. Over a hundred games in total. Um, again, you know, you're, you're totally right when it comes to things like um, when it comes to things like Declan Rice. I, I totally agree. Since since the arrival of Suchek, he's just come to another level. Because yeah. I don't, because I don't think, and you know, no disrespect to Mister Noble, but I don't think he has to cover for Suchek. Yeah. He's had to, he's had to cover for Mark, um, and so him and Suchek have got a really good, like, really quick understanding of you know, who goes forward, who stands back, and you know, and he said he has more license to go forward. He can try the shots. He obviously there was that mazy run at Leicester, wasn't there? And uh, and you know, him and Suchek just work as a two. And yeah. uh, no, I think he's great. I think he's a great player. And yeah, I mean, it's a case of if, no, the yeah. case of when, not if, rather, he goes. But I just hope we we make a fuss of him now. I hope that you know this this new improved contract comes in, 
because um, if anything, if anything, it just secures his value as a player. Yeah, so he yeah. does go. So that's that's for me. And yeah, he's captain now. And again, you know, twenty one. You know, there was no there was no sort of concern at all. When yeah, when Mark's like not playing, we go, oh, Dex captain. You know, there's no yeah. assumption. You know, apart from anywhere else. You know, and it just shows how much confidence and how mature the man is. Despite the fact he's only twenty one. You know what I mean? It's like it's absolutely mental. Considering has um, been as I said, like players like Ogbon us. Players yeah. like Crystal have been there in the first team since 2015, you know, and he's come in at the age of 21, showing you know lead leadership characteristics, and for him, to, yeah, I said for him to be captain at such a young age, yeah. you know, on the pitch captain at the moment, not the club captain, speaks volumes. I think speaks volumes. Definitely, definitely. All right, we'll put Deck in. Who's going to be the first of the three? Then we've got mate. Um, I'm going to go on the right wing, right attacking mid, right wing. I'm going to start with Trevor Sinclair. Um, nice. Again, this was uh, probably my earlier years growing up, more you know seven to ten, and I just I just remember you know some of the goals he used to score. Like he he was he was one of those players who were like extravagant in the sense that he had like an overhead kick in his locker. Yeah, you know? yeah, he was yeah. One of those kind of players, you know, very good technically. Played for England again. One of the you know, had one on the list of played for West Ham, played for England. Yeah. You know, when he was at the World Cup. Uh, when Brazil beat us, played for England, West Ham player. And he was just one of those players, again, extravagant. You know, as I said, just overhead kicks, had some fantastic goals in his locker. So for me, yeah, Trevor Sinclair on the right-hand side. Yeah, and you're right. He was just, he's just, I love him. He's become a, a very much a, a fan of the show, you know, and and, yeah. uh, and we'll get a retweet now. We'll get a like because you picked Trevor, so well done. Um, but no, he's, he's brilliant. And... He was, yeah, he just, you know, he, he came he came to us at the right time, resurrected his career, got him into the England squad. Again, that never happens really, does it? It's like, you know, Declan Rice is probably the exception to the rule, but, you know, they don't seem to be, they seem to be England players and then come to West Ham or they don't seem to develop at West Ham to become an England player. And he did, and obviously playing in the World Cup, you know, and, you know, by his own admission, he was, he was sort of floundering a bit of QPR, right right thing at the right time you know 2.7 million i think was the total we played obviously we we gave him dowie and roland as well you know look at you know we moan about you know grady going for 18 million pounds you know we finally we got trevor sinclair with 2.7 do you know what i mean it's like who's a he's done the business you know since he's he, he well enough uh played and he said multiple positions i think he started up front he played left wing back or right wing back right wing um, you know, I love players who can do that type of stuff. A bit like Antonio, can you can yeah. slot him in? And it's not about the system, it's not about how he play. You know, you know, we're just going to put the effort in, and that's what's great. Okay, who is the next in that three then, Ben? Uh, gonna go central, we're gonna go yep. uh, Dicano again. Um, you know, household favorite West Ham legend, West Ham loves the club again. Someone who could do literally, you know, poor, poor rabbit out of a hat, you know. Some of the yeah. goals he, he, he used to score growing up, obviously the Wimbledon goal, which was assisted by Trevor Sinclair and got goal of the season for that year. Mm. Um, yeah, you know, we could go on and talk about the Canyo for, mm. for an hour. Do you know what I mean? Like his personality, yeah. you know, everything that he brought to to the club. Yeah, for me, the Canyo. For me, he was one of the first players when I was growing up that was like lifted my bum off my seat. You know, I yeah. wanted to go every single week and watch because, you know, he's skillful. You know his personality on the pitch. Um, yeah, so Decano. Yeah, he was. Yeah, you're right. And he was. You know, and we, we talk about entertaining. Yep, we. You know, because now we get entertained by 
technical ability don't we? we get entertained yeah. by someone doing a rabona or you know or just beating a man but he was like entertaining in terms of personality and persona as well wasn't it so it's like he's he's my favorite player he's not technically my best player at west ham obviously but he's my favorite player because he had that technical ability yeah but also he had that just madness about him as well which which is what we liked he was unpredictable he was typical west ham you didn't know whether he was going to have an absolute worldie technically or whether he was going to have a complete meltdown and that's why we loved him and, and he had a good song we love a player with a good song um so who is the left hand side of that three then so it's it's a player that for me give me you know probably the greatest year you yeah. know i've been as a fan and f- for me it was it's dimitri Pyatt. yeah um you know i i remember i obviously as i said i used to go to every single away away uh, game with my dad yeah um and there was times like blackburn away my dad couldn't make it and I would go on a coach or I'll drive to Blackburn on my own because of moments that, you know, what Pyatt did. And I feel like, you know, whilst obviously he left on, on a sour note, but, you know, for me growing up again, I was tw- 21 at the time. For me, obviously throughout my whole child childhood supporting West Ham, that, that season has been yeah. the greatest that I've seen, you know, live. Um, and yeah, for me, every free kick that he, he had was pretty much, he was good. you had a penalty. The song, mm. as you talking about song songs, he yes, had a very yeah, very yeah. good song as well. Um, you know that which which got uh, caught at Crystal Palace away when it, I think it first sort of started going around the ground when we mm. won three one that day. And for me, yeah, for me, Pyre, yeah, he, he was special, man. Despite despite if you ignore the fact, you know, yeah, he, what what happened in the end. If you just concentrate on that year, year for me, I think. For that year, he was probably, well, in my opinion, probably the greatest player I've seen live for West yeah, Ham. Yeah, mine, mine too. Technically the best player I've ever seen play. You know, uh, totally the same. And obviously, I'm, I know he, you know, is subjective based on, you know, generations or you, you brought up Brooklyn or you watched Decanio for more years than I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, Dimitri Pyatt, yeah, he, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he was. I, I mean, he still appears, and I think I, I haven't got the spreadsheet open, but, you know, he might, I think, have like 220-odd, guests or something so far and he does appear in like you know a quarter or a third you know because yeah. even from different generations because you know he what the impact he had as a player at s- such a start you know very from the first game he had that impact um he was brilliant and yeah he had that sort of there was that temperamental side there was that side that he threw his toys out of the pram but you get that with those types of players you know yeah. out of which I mean, Di Canio only got him because he pushed over referee. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, in, in hindsight, these things happen. But he was, there was no denying his, his skill. Was yep. it? I mean, he was like, you know, as you said, you don't. And, you know, probably in our lifetime, sadly, Ben, I don't think we'll ever get a Ballon d'Or nominee play for West Ham again. Ah, we will. So we need to enjoy that and embrace that having that. Yeah, it was an honour watching him play in Clarence Blue because he was that good. That good. And, and I just thought he was... I just thought he was brilliant. He just had like, you know, but he had, but as they unlike Di Canio, Di Canio had like the temperament as well and the sort of flamboyance. Pyatt would entertain you by beating a man with football and the free kicks and stuff where Di Canio would do some of that, but it'll be the, oh, mamma me, you know, that, that's why I quite enjoyed That's why I enjoyed him more. But, right. Okay. So we got uh, Pyatt, that's the three. So four, two, three, so one. Okay. So who's up front? So it was between two players. And yeah. um, it was between Dean Ashton and Marco Anatovic. And, you know, I'm going to go Marco Anatovic 
And the mm. reason why is I think a lot of it is because, you know, he's one of those type of players, you know, he he, he, he was a bastard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was, uh, you know, he was one of those players that for opposition you absolutely hate. For us, it would have been, you know, Costa at Chelsea at the time. You yeah. absolutely hate to play against them, but you absolutely, you know, sort of love them being on your team. And I think a lot of it was his arrogance as well. I know, like you, you were saying about, obviously, a lot of these players, they have almost like an arrogance about them, you know, as well. And yeah, for me, as much as I did love Dean Ashton, I also loved Marco Anatovic. But again, it feels yeah. like my girlfriend's cheated on me twice. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, you know Marco Anatovic, I think when he got... Um, Put, put from a wide position into a forward. He had a bit of everything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Run the line. He could run the channels. He could score a header, you know, and it was just you know, some of his celebrations and his arrogance. And yeah, I, I loved him. I loved him, man. It was such, yeah. a, it was such a shame that the, these players keep letting me down. It's the same, isn't it? It's just like it's temperamental and throws toys at the pram. And, you know, grass isn't necessarily green on the other side. And obviously, everything happened with COVID and. It was talking, trying to, trying to orchestrate a move back, and it's like well, that yeah. wouldn't happen. But no, and, he, and he's true. It's the the moise of occasion. I'm going to coin a new phrase of players. So he, obviously he did it with Antonio as well. You know, took in essence a right winger and just went, look, you're quite good, just go up front and just be a complete. And he, yeah, he was a bastard, but he was our bastard, wasn't he? And he, and you know. He liked scoring goals and he liked running past defenders, and that's what we like as fans. Yeah. In the same way that Antonio will run past defenders, you know, Antonio is not very skillful. He's not a very skillful player, but he has got two very very quick legs, and he's built like you know just the proverbial house, and mm. so it works. And and then but Anatovic had that skill, didn't he? He had that he could beat a man. He wished that thing we should cut inside, didn't he? Sort of chop inside and you know it was going to happen all the time a bit like decanio decanio would always do that really fake back hill where he's yeah. almost like i'm he should almost just say it right i'm going to do this back i'm going to pretend to do a back hill it's so obvious it was so but they fell for it every time um and uh yeah i mean arnie again another couple of seasons you'd have been up there wouldn't you you've been up there as a west ham modern day great yeah. you know not, not a legend i think legend gets banned around too much but yeah, a modern yeah. day great but uh no nah, it's good man and that's it that's it man that's the 11 that's the 11 yeah nice was a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking literally before i was like i need to think of an 11 and it, to be fair once i thought about it it, it, it come quick pretty once quickly you, once you give yourself some parameters it's it, yeah. it makes things a lot easier it's like when people have got you know more uh, a more sp- bigger spread of players so you're more experienced fans like your old man for example he's obviously seen a lot of good players you know and it's like a nightmare so they go okay well then give yourself a theme give yourself a, a european 11 or one country one one man 11 so then you go right, i can't put another french person in so i've got to put pyre in i can't so that means lauren Courtois out lauren Courtois, where did that come from Oh my god, that's what I love about these shows. Just random players pop out, pop in the head. So you know, okay, I've got to put. Um, it's either it's either going to be Javier Margas or Louis Jimenez. Louis Jimenez, he was a good player. Do you remember Louis Jimenez? Yeah, the, the, Mexican, the Mexican player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember him because he used to have. Um, because I, I I'm rubbish at seasons, but I remember people buy shirts, and he used to always when that checkerboard SBO uh, bet. Collar was it like the really thick? Was it one of white? Yeah, I think so. But it was the SBA bet one, which was like two tone, like yeah. checkerboards. 
that always reminds yeah. me of him. Yeah, bleak, he bleached his hair and stuff, but anyway, it's all good fun. Um, but obviously, uh, thank you, thank you, Ben. Sorry, thank yeah, you so much for your time. Yeah. I appreciate obviously coming on a, a relative late now, so, but I really, really appreciate it. And obviously, thank you to everyone for watching as well. Um, don't forget to like, share, subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or if you listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I, I, I can never remember Google Podcasts. Make sure you subscri subscribe and share, and obviously, check out um, Ben. YouTube channel Ben Glander Football and uh, obviously subscribe to that all that good stuff um, and until next time for me and Ben take care everyone stay safe wash those hands come on you irons and we'll see you again very very soon take care everyone see Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.